money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. Today's tip is that everyone is a genius and an up market. What do you think? What, what does that? What does that mean to you guys? Everyone who was investing in crypto was a freaking genius, aren't they? Until they were not, right? Everyone who was investing in the stock market was a freaking genius until the stock market went down 20% this year. Everyone who's been investing in the real estate market for the last 10 years has done what? Has seen what? Has seen nothing but an incredibly strong market. This market in Texas turned around uh, roughly mid-2011. So if anyone you know has been investing for less than 11 years, what do you know about them? They are not what's called a full-cycle real estate investor. What does that mean to be a full-cycle real estate investor and why would you care? Got to have the stomach for the ups and the downs, right? Does that mean the stomach for steak or ramen noodles? because <laughs> that's what it can look like, right? What else might that mean? Could that also be said as perspective? Yeah, perspective. Um, could also uh, be said as having lived through it and survived through it and know where the potholes are and know how to avoid them. What's one of the best ways to avoid a pothole when you're in a changing market? Vary risk or know your risk, so manage your risk, yeah, what else? Well, so what's one of the best ways to manage your risk? be holding a ton of cash. The name of the game is liquidity. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Because you might be thinking that, oh, I'm gonna, this is a great market. My neighbor's house was on and off the market in about two and a half minutes. Right? But what if your house is not that lucky house because the interest rates have more than doubled in the last, right? What does that mean that you really need a lot of? I will never point to you, sir. What's your name? Andrew, just say cash. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Cash. Cash is king uh, in an uncertain market. Cash is king uh, in, a, in a down market. And uh, Phil Grove. Uh, Phil Grove is going to be joining us at some point tonight. Uh, we just had a little flicker on the screen, so uh, it was in and out super quick, but just want to make sure you're aware of it. Uh, we may have a little cable that needs to be adjusted. Uh, so everyone's a genius uh, in an up market. So this is where this uh, comes into play. How many of you guys are considering um, lending? Anybody in here considering like, I'm gonna, I wanna lend my money? No one, okay, one, one. Uh, so um, how many of you guys um, are considering maybe investing with someone else, like in a commercial investment, right? Commercial investments, okay, good, yeah. Uh, so, so some of you guys uh, might be uh, uh, looking at that as an option as well. And, and there are certain things to look out for when you are lending to someone and or investing with someone, which is typically what we do in our commercial transactions. So you want to look for those full cycle investors, the investors who know how to survive and know how to thrive whenever the market is changing, right? And this is true for anything that we're doing, right? Um, and if you are working with an investor or, or lending to an investor or um, doing, you know, a, a, maybe a syndication or, you know, um, you're, you're in looking at investing in a syndication, I'd ask the, the, the syndicator, uh, the sponsor, the co-sponsor, and the key principals, hey, how long have you been doing this? 
Because sometimes people will say, I've been wildly successful. Fantastic. I love wildly successful people. I only want to invest in wildly successful. Now, how long is it exactly that you've been wildly successful? Well, for the last five years I've, since I've been doing this. Wonderful. What do you know about them? They may not know what it takes to get through a tough market. So I would only look for investors with high, also known as liquidity, right? Uh, um, so those are the folks that I'm, that I'm looking for. Uh, and I, I had another investor, a colleague of mine, um, said, it was, it was so awesome. He said, so I, I wrote it up here a little differently. You want to look for investors who have grit. Uh, the way he said it, <laughs> he said, you don't want to loan to any wussies. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like Tom, um, so uh, I'm just curious. And I walked up with my notepad. Now, what is the technical definition of a wussy? You know, it's like, it's like how do you define that, right? Is anybody, anybody in here a Game of Thrones fan? Okay, okay. What do we know about the Lannisters? Season five, you were out after that. It's like Jon Snow died. He came back. It's like it jumped the shark. It's over, right? Okay, I understand. I understand. Uh, but, but how many of you guys are familiar with the, with the motto that the Lannisters had? A Lannister always pays his debts. Who do you want to lend to? People with cash uh, and Lannisters. People with grit. People who always pay their debts. Um, and what I loved about the Lannisters, they would actually even pay their debts in advance. Like, hey, I need you to go take that dude's head off. Like, here's a little cash. Like, make it, go make it happen, right? Go make it rain heads, you know? So um, look for investors with grit. Look for investors that understand, ah, ah, their statement of cash flows, right? But can also go beyond that, which is what? Forecasting what the cash flows will be. Because sometimes what you see is you'll have an investor who is wildly successful and has been amazing over the last three years, has multiple projects going, and one of those projects does not sell, one of those projects does not finish on time, one of those projects gets red tagged, and uh, they realize they've got to go and redo some work and they've got to reinvest a lot more money than the, what they originally thought into it. What happens? What happens to their cash flows? They need to understand what their financial uh, situation will look like if their deal does not fly off the market. Ask them what that looks like. And this is a painful exercise. And I'll tell you that my husband and I, because we have been through multiple market cycles, we have done a lot of these, right? Standard cash flows doesn't matter a whole lot when you're investing and, and houses are flying off the market. But when the uh, housing market starts to slow down or starts to saw, uh, slow or starts to be uh, um, um, uh, uncertain, right? This is when it matters more than anything. And also having a uh, discussion in advance. Well, what happened if plan A doesn't work out? And I'll tell you that um, I recently invested in a syndication. And, um, uh, and this was probably when I invested in it about three months ago. And uh, we were talking about the interest rate uh, variability because when you're investing in a syndication or apartment deal, what's, what's one of the first things that the syndicator wants to do? Clean up the property, right? Uh, puts, and, and then they want to refinance it. And then they want to refinance it. So, so as I'm looking back on it now, three months later, okay, one of the things that was said, oh, one of the things that was said was, quote, end quote, guys, um, please write this down. I don't think the rates are ever going to come back down to where they were nine months ago. Yeah. 
So if you find some syndicator who is saying that to you, now, I mean, uh, so, but that was a discussion and that should be a discussion with every syndication that you have. Um, because uh, I love it when they talk about uh, uh, Chairman Powell going full Vol Volker. <laughs> that sounds like, that's, it's, um, it's not funny at all, actually. I don't know why I'm laughing about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, you better hope that that refinance happens as soon as it possibly can, right? So that you can stabilize um, your, your, your cash flows out of that transaction, right? Because our rents going up, rents are going up right? But are rents going up at the same rate that interest rates are going up? And the answer is no. Okay. So, so, so speed is very, is very, is very uh, important here. So we had that discussion three months ago. Well, what happens if plan A does not work? And so we did sensitivity analysis on it, right? Best case, worst case, most likely case, right? So, so, so I'd highly recommend that you do that as well. Ah, uh, if you are considering lending to another investor on maybe a fix and flip that they have, there's, there's a term, there's a lending term called cross-collateralization. What does that mean? It helps you protect your, distributing your risk. It lowers a lender's loan to value. Because instead of giving a $300,000 loan on a one $500,000 property, you might be giving a $300,000 loan on one $500,000 property, plus they're willing to lever up maybe another property that they have that's also in that 300,000 range, right? Does that help you as a lender? Does that reduce your risk as a lender? Yes. When we are in an uncertain, risky environment, what do we want to do? Manage our risk. Yeah, when I point to you, just you said risk first time. You just, if I, I, I remember who you are, and I'm just going to point to you, just say the same thing all over again. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so consider uh, cross-collateralization uh, of your lien to lower your risk. Uh, and then this, this was a quote um, uh, from uh, my friend Tom. Their failure on a, uh, on a loan is whose is, is who's problem? That'd be yours. That'd be yours. So please have these discussions in advance. And um, the uh, motivational talk uh, uh, that I'll be performing tonight is now over. <laughs> All right, seriously. Uh, so considering your own fix and flip. So some of you guys are going to be lending your money. Some of you guys are going to be joining syndication. Some of you guys are going to be doing your own fix and flips, right? So if that's the case, you need to be a risk manager, which means pick the right projects. Pick the right projects. Is now the time to go, you know, uh, you know, $150,000 remodel while Chairman Powell's going full Volcker? Maybe not. But what do we know about, what do we, and, and let's say hypothetically, and some people will say, like, well, we had two back-to-back two -back quarters of, uh, of uh, reduction in GDP, which means we're in a recession. Um, so, so, and how long, what do we know about recessions? Ten months. Ten months? Usually less than two years. Most, 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 yeah. Jan, Janet's like, I'll take the ten months. No, don't, don't, you, whatever you, just close your part of the mouth. I'm just going to go with ten months over here. Uh, but uh, usually they're, they're two, two years or less. So what's interesting about uh, uh, building a house in Austin is about how long does it take? About 18 months to two years, right? Because the permitting department, the inspection department is on your side. No, right? Not really, not really. Uh, but if you're looking at something that is more like a buy, fix, and flip, make sure to pick the right projects. What are the right projects that we're looking for right now when we're in an uncertain market? 
Pain carpet, in and out, right? In and out, in and out, buy it right. Ah, this is my, this is my favorite for all of my new investors. My new investors, usually, uh, the, usually the first deal that you overpay on is your first deal. When in reality, the only deal that you should never overpay on, I love, I, so there's this new investor optimism that is so adorable, right? Think about it. What's, what does it look like? <laughs> I've never done this before, so of course I'm gonna get the highest ARV that's ever hit the market in this entire neighborhood. Makes sense, right? Makes sense. Oh, I've never done this before. Laid carpet, done electrical work with duct tape. Uh, so, 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 you know, the remodel, I'm not going to have any surprises in the remodel. I've seen HDTV. I know how these things go, right? And I'm not going to have any, pro no, no project surprises. Plumbing under the slab is going to be a-okay. And I'm going to, uh, and, and if it's wrong, I'm going to find out before I do all of my flooring, right? And then my contractor, of course, is going to be a Tejano music playing saint. Yeah? Is that, is that how that works? The first project that you're going to get punched in the face in is going to be the project that you overpaid on the buy. As real estate investors, we make our money on the buy. If we buy it right, if we manage it right, if we follow that timeline, right, we're going to make money. But if we buy it wrong, we're going to get ourselves in a fair amount of trouble. So do not overpay in a slowing or uncertain market where house values uh, uh, increases. Right now, uh, house value increases, they're still going up year over year, but they're slowing. Uh, but we're in a kind of this double whammy situation where house values, house values are, uh, are slowing, right? But what's going on with labor and materials? You kind of want it to be the, just the opposite, right? So get the right financing, subject to, how many of you guys are familiar with buying subject to the existing financing? Okay, a couple of you guys, right? So, so a few of you know how to make a dollar holler. Okay, every single one of my dollars, I want to holler. And using the subject to method is the exact way to be able to do that. And we'll spend a little time talking about that as we go through the presentation tonight. How many of you guys are familiar or know that you can uh, invest in your IRA? Okay, yeah. Where do you think we're at tonight? An IRA place. Why are we here? They've got about $2 billion under management of people's old self-directed 401ks turned self-directed IRAs that you can do what with? You can invest. So, and some of you guys, have any of you guys have had any type of a separation of employment over the last couple years? You know what the beautiful thing about that is? You can roll over your IRA. You've taken your IRA and you can just set it free and you can use it to invest in Anything you want except for life insurance, you can't invest in dead people, <laughs> and collectibles. <laughs> so uh, that's a great way to be able to fund a deal. Uh, of course, your own cash and loans that can be converted into longer term loans. So if you're borrowing from a hard money lender, great. Make sure that hard money lender is not going to foreclose on you if PAL goes full Volcker, right? Uh, and uh, just remember on those uh, fix and flips, you have a short amount of time to force value and get in and get out. So you have to manage the clock, which means if you are doing it yourself, I don't want to see any of you guys, I don't, no, I don't want to see any of you guys doing it yourself. But if you do, I don't want you to see any of you guys doing it yourself after you get off work, which is somewhere between 5 and 6 p.m. And then it's getting, starting to get a little, uh, it's cooler now, right? So you're not, you know, uh, in a sauna in, in a house without electricity right now. 
but it's also getting darker earlier. So your days get compressed, which means your timeline gets extended. So manage the clock, especially in uncertain markets. Um, considering your uh, buy and hold. Uh, so I love this quote, any mistake that you make on the buy by overpaying, right, can be remedied with time and appreciation. So not as uh, severe uh, of pain when it comes to buying and holding. And many people survived, and I'm curious, were any of you guys investing in 2006, 2007, 2008? Okay, a couple of you guys. Um, how, you know, I saw a lot of real estate investors survive uh, with their fix and flips by just getting a long-term loan in place. And, and they, they became, they weren't planning on being landlords, but they became landlords. And the ones that had that long-term financing in place were able to survive that long stretch, right, uh, through 2011-2012 that uh, uh, was, was, was in some cases quite painful. Um, so many people turned a would-be flip into a rental. We'll probably see that again in 2022 and 2023. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.